This is 680 CJOB. Everybody, welcome to the main ingredients. We are on the road. Krista Hall, how are you? I'm doing well. Kevin Bergen, how are you? I'm very good. good we good. are at 102 211 Bannantine Bodegos. I'm sitting next to owner operator Nick Van Seglin. Yeah, look at it. that. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, I saw you sweat there. There's a few beads, a few beads of sweat there. Well how are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good, good. So this is our first time meeting, and this is my first time in Bodegos, mm-hmm. right? I, I've been around Bodegos. I've never physically been inside. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how long you've been here and how this restaurant came to be. Sure. Um, so this physical location uh, of uh, 211 Panatine, uh, we've been here since uh, July of 2018. Um, prior to that, uh, we were across the street at the corner of Albert and Arthur, where it met Bannatine, uh, on the on the corner right across the street. Um, from 2001 until 2017, um, so we've we've got a little history down in the exchange. Oh, uh, we yeah. like to call it home, um, and yeah. So um, we had a little issue. The the property sold in uh, 2016, and the new uh, property owners decided ultimately that they were going in a different direction, and that uh, our tenure uh, on the corner was coming to an end. That sucks. We were running a business and all of a sudden someone tells you you got to move. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, were, we were kind of a, a staple in the area. Like we were very known with the business crowd and, and uh, with the festivals and whatnot down here. So it was it was a little bit of a, a pill to swallow, uh, needless to say. So we um, we kind of uh, thought quick on our feet and uh, the space across the street opened up right before we closed. So we jumped on the opportunity and uh, and here we are. Okay, you know what I like? I went on your website. Yeah. One thing I like is your, your about page. really gives a lot about, you know, what you guys are about. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the, the name itself. So, bodegos. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's derived off of the Spanish word bodega. Uh, so, corner store. When we came up, uh, originally the, the restaurant's name uh, was the lineup. Um, so, when we were from 2001 until 2010, uh, it was the lineup. And then... I remember um, the lineup. I remember. Yeah, oh, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So um, the two original uh, partners uh, had a falling out and new ownership came in. That's when I joined the group was uh, late 2010, early 2011. And Falling uh, outs happen in restaurants? That's, that's yeah. unheard of. Yeah. And then uh, so name change uh, came with that. We were on the corner, so it kind of made sense. That it was like the convenience store, the corner store kind of thing. That That's where we, we kind of came up with that. And uh, and then uh, goes because we're a takeout food, so we kind of morphed our own word together to form Bodegos. Okay. Nice. What about your history in the food industry? Let's talk about that. Uh, we're really nosy. We yeah, right no, in. for sure. Right I don't know what you ate today. <laughs> Honestly, uh, uh, this was my first uh, jump into the food industry. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, so. I, I went to high school with uh, the two original owners. They were a little older than me. I was friends with one of their younger brothers. Um, and um, I came from a retail background. Um, so I had a, a snowboard ski shop out in uh, Mississippi. Um, so I was always bouncing ideas off of these guys. And then finally one day when things were coming to an end with the, the original partnership, uh, Bryson Machinuk, uh came to me who we usually went out for you know drinks and kind of bounced business ideas off each other and he he said i have a, a proposal for you and and would you be interested in joining the ownership group um i have a uh, i went to red river business background uh marketing 
So that was kind of my role when I came into the group was handing all the PR, the events and, and stuff like that uh, for the group. And then I'm a guess a little bit of a foodie, a, a natural, I'm not scared to be in the kitchen. So, mm-hmm. and everything that we do here is very teachable. Um, and so it was a quick, quick catch on to just jump in and, and be in, in that's why I kind of shied away from when you said chef. I don't have that designation at all. I'm not going to claim it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... But you get back there and you... Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm here, especially right now through COVID, I'm here 11, 12 hour days, usually 40% of it by myself. Um, and yeah, so... Okay, so again, you know business. You went to Red River. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're a business guy. Was this a business that you ever thought you'd be into? Like, you know how different business businesses function differently, obviously. For sure. Retail and, and, and uh, you know, the food industry are two totally different animals. 100%. Were you, was there any reservation as to, ah, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I, not really. I, I, knew, uh, I knew the restaurant. I knew uh, how it was doing. Um, uh, actually, so my kid brother, um, it, when the restaurant started in 2001, I got him his job uh, with the restaurant. And then he kind of grew with it when we when the restaurant expanded in 2009, uh, opened up the uh, location at City Place. Okay, um, right. He went over there as general manager, uh, supposed to work into an ownership role. And then when the whole new ownership thing came, he uh, is an owner with me. So he owns uh, the City Place location. I'm over here. Um, so to go back to your original question, I. I knew the business i knew what the restaurant did i knew that i believed in everything it stood for and i thought that it was a a good jump um and just another challenge to kind of get into so yeah i i thought it was a good idea what no, about, no reservation no reservation obviously not yeah. what about your location the exchange the exchange district what were your thoughts on this area period yeah, I mean, I've uh, I've always loved the exchange. Uh, ever since I, I got uh, my license, I kind of was coming down here. I was always drawn to the architecture, kind of like that old feeling, kind of you got to see where you came from to know where you're going kind of feeling. Um, and yeah, so whenever I was wanting to kind of ponder things, I kind of came down here and I kind of just walk around and kind of clear my head. And yeah, so it's, it's I, I love the area and I had no no bad of an eye i mean back in 2001 when the restaurant first opened it was a little bit of a wild west uh um, it's a bit different when i was yeah. a kid yeah. you drove around here for different reasons no for sure <laughs> i mean uh yeah the corner of uh mcdermott and albert was a little seedy Let's just drive downtown and have a look around yeah for sure uh and yeah when when the restaurant opened in 2001 it, like i said it was the wild west like there was you know there was call girls on the corner yeah. there right. were you it's know long before the college mm-hmm. so the college is for sure. here now i don't even remember what year uh, i want to say there was like oh eight right something like that. So that really changed the feel yeah. of things. Down. So right, there wasn't really a reason to walk around here, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and right. feel safe. Now there's a lot of different things where oh, you look outside right now. There's a ton of people out there just hanging out. Right? Yeah, for sure. And and back then that's a completely different ball game. Um, you know, people were scared to come downtown. I mean, people still are, which you should not be. Um, and and yeah, I, I mean, today it's leaps and bounds from from where it was. Um, you know, the the Exchange Biz does a really good job with their their foot patrol program. Um, they have a safe walk uh, for anybody that's feeling unsafe. They they can call the, the patrols, and they'll walk you to your car from oh, wherever you're going. Really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, safety is high on our priority down here. And well, there's more residential now as well. For right? sure. So. I mean, I, I'd want to say we're we've grown probably probably 
eight times what it was when when the uh, restaurants first start, started in 2001. So let's talk about uh, the uh, the patio that you guys have the set new, up. The new Bijou patio that just started. Yeah, up this sure. Year. Um, so Bijou patio, uh, it is located between the Cube and Main Street, kind of situated between um, the Red River College courtyard, uh, I guess you could call it. Um, so it's nestled right in uh, the goodness right there. A lot of people don't really know the history of, of that either or that it was called Bijou uh, Park. Um, so it was named after a theater that burnt down in the early 1900s, oh. Bijou Theater. Um, so yeah, so that's why it's Bijou Park. And then uh, we called the Bijou Patio when uh, we all got together and, and uh, got the thing kicked up and going. So how long ago, when did that start up? Um, so we were starting to talk as a group uh, probably mid-June uh, when the realization that um, Jazz Fest, Fringe, like all the, the regular uh, festivals that are, are wonderful additions to our neighborhood in the summer and, and help us sustain business uh, weren't going to be here to kind of prop us up. Um, we saw the, uh, the Common at the Forks uh, do their outdoor patio, um, and then the beer can popped up on Main Street. Um, I went to high school with one of the guys that started that, so. Um, went to high school with a lot of people. Yeah, quite a, quite, a, quite a bit. My graduating class was 525 people. Wow. So. Uh, they're, all, they're all in the exchange. Yeah, there's a lot of us. Yeah. So, uh, and then Mike Delbano from King Bannonside knew one of the other guys that started as well. So we kind of were picking their brains on, on how they uh, got the beer can going and how we could uh, kind of mirror and tweak uh, to benefit uh, us down here. So um, we already had uh, shipping containers that were in the park that were situated. We used one of them in previous events for a bar. Um, so it was a natural thing that we could just do that again and just make it more of a, a full-time setup. Uh, so we kind of came up with a plan with uh, where we could uh, highlights all exchange businesses. So the the, the beer, uh, Little Brown Jug, Nonsuch uh, are the ones on draft. So they're uh, both breweries that are down here. Um, so we're showcasing them as the the, the alcohol. And then um, all the restaurants that wanted to participate could be uh, a part of it. So uh, right now, I think we have 11 uh, restaurants that are participating. So basically, you walk up to your table. Um, there is a table number, a QR code. Uh, you scan the QR code. A website pops up with all the participating restaurants. You can click on whatever one you want. Go through their online menu. Uh, click what you want. Pay right online. It goes to a tablet at one of the restaurants, whoever you're going to, hopefully mine. Uh, and then um, there is a runner that goes from the park uh, to the restaurant, picks up your food and brings it right to your table. So that's how we kind of looked at it uh, with, with the beer can. They, had, um, they have two food trucks there uh, that are on a rotation. And then with the common, you have to get up from your table and go inside and get your food and stand in their line. And then it's a whole drawn out process from not hanging out with the people that you want right. to be hanging out with. So we kind of said, well, let's bypass that. You can sit there, grab your drink, enjoy your conversation and your food will come right to you and everybody could order a different meal from for a different sure. restaurant for if sure. they want at the same table i think uh, it's brilliant i think it's brilliant but how do you handle that logistically like yeah. that's how many runners do you have what it's super packed and, and everybody's ordering and so, even the technology side of totally it. like that's crazy. Yeah. like it's, it's crazy good for someone sitting there because it's literally i'm in 10 different restaurants yeah and right. i can know like you said i can order whatever i want yeah but how do you handle it on the back end so right now uh it's open the patio itself is open 11 a.m to 11 p.m monday through saturday um, I believe we, uh, again, I didn't do this part because 
we we hired people to manage and and do all that stuff and and the biz uh the exchange biz um oversees the running of everything um but there was 18 staff i believe hired uh that was between uh bartenders uh runners um cleaners management that kind of stuff so uh usually uh during the day it's one uh, two runners at lunch uh, at the later end of the week um, because it could be busier. Uh, and then in the afternoon, one runner because it kind of thins out. In the evening, two runners again. And then... Uh, two runners can handle that? Two guys? Yeah. That's, and they're on foot the whole time? Uh, on foot, but then I believe they had a... Uh, they have a bicycle okay. uh, that is uh, available. Most of, the, most of the restaurants are on the, the west side of the exchange. Uh, Mitchell Block is the only east side uh, restaurant that's on there. So that's the only one that would really need uh that little extra speed sorry about your runner he got uh clipped by a car yeah <laughs> sorry about that maybe you want to order from another restaurant yeah yeah your food is on a windshield i don't know uh it's still good though just yeah. dust it off yeah um but then logistically in the, in the uh the the technology back end um we were using here and at our city plus uh location um it's a it's a back-end system called gloria foods and uh we, we've been using it for probably a year year and a half um basically it's a our own way to do website orders so you can go right to our website order for pickup if you wanted and uh it was our way to combat against the third-party delivery apps that were gouging into our um i hear you dog i hear you um so uh when we were having our think tank with uh there was five restaurants at the time we were all kind of talking uh and the biz and 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 that kind of stuff um i i, I brought it up we looked into it uh mike delbono from king and band kind of took uh, the bull by the horns and and looked into it further and and uh made sure that it could work at the capacity that we needed and um it did so like, I, like you didn't have to add any features out of as it was being used you build yeah you build your back end uh for your menu that you want yep. um you there's like api key more coding that i don't understand but you just have it and then uh that's how it goes on to the back end of the exchange website and then um yeah um it, it works tickety boo i can't believe that you actually number one is that you off the top of your head you know you, you found that and it works right. and you have runners yeah. and it works i'm just it's, I'm stunned it works. it's it's a cool system too because like you can um you uh, it basically uses google map and then you can draw a uh, a little outline of where you want your delivery zone and so you can literally draw the the park and then that's the only delivery that we have available everything else is pickup um, for our restaurant everybody else doesn't use it for their thing but um yeah it's kind of neat um so how long did it take from from just the idea, the conception to actually implementing, because so, to me it seems like a lot of logistics. And you're talking the Bijou, you're talking yeah, the Bijou idea, right to right to first day so the, open. Yeah. yeah, so we were probably uh, like I'd say mid June, uh, and then we had uh, our soft open August fifth. Um, that, that's impressive, man. That like, is yeah. very again, impressive. that's ambitious in my mind. Like when you're you have it going and when you're in my mind, someone pitching that to me, I'd be like, yeah, that's all great, buddy. Yeah, how are we gonna do that? For sure. And I mean, uh, it was it, it could have been faster, but I mean, there was loop, um, hoops that we had to jump through, obviously, with the, the liquor commission and like the city and all that stuff. So we, we had um, support uh, once we had like a plan. Uh, so the city was on board. Uh, they understood that the businesses down here needed 
Absolutely. help. Totally. Um, so they uh, they kind of they didn't fast track, but they I don't think they put obstructions as much. And I think they've done that with with a lot of places in the city with Beer yeah. Can, with the the, the one Even at Cinnamon Park, new patios yeah, that are expanded yeah. and so yeah. forth. Right. So they uh, yeah. So those things just uh, kind of happened, and and away we went. And it it was it's a blessing and curse having uh, so many industry people were behind it um, because obviously there's a lot of ideas going on and not all of them can happen but it was good because there was that many people that have started started up uh, you know a restaurant or a bar you know uh, that were behind it and and knew that we could fast track and and get things done if we needed to was there too many ideas no, not too many ideas, but I mean, there was... That Bob, we're not doing that, man. We're not doing <laughs> that. Just brought that up 10 times. No. No. It, it was good. It was just, uh, it was one of those ones where we, you know, live music we, we thought of having, but it, there was a little bit of a thing with like noise noise uh, permits right. and, and right. that kind of stuff. And because it's a public uh, park, um, then that became a sticky issue. So, right. yeah. We, we have to wrap it up. I have one more quick question. Sure. So this, again, born out of the COVID era, is this something that you see happening for, sure. for next year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I already, I've, uh, I've spoken with, um, uh, we, had our, uh, we had a board of directors meeting uh, earlier in the week, and it was a question that popped up for sure uh, with the exchange biz. And um, we're looking at the, the profit loss uh, statement, but right now it looks like a break even or a little bit above. So it makes sense as long as the city's on board with it, uh, which it sounds like they should be. The mayor was in for lunch this week too, and I was kind of prodding him for the okay. Um, but I, I think it could be a, a definite addition, uh, especially if things get back to normal-ish uh, down here in the summer. It could just be another revenue stream that could great. help everybody get back into a little, a little bit better uh, standing. Awesome. 100%. It's always good to press for a yes when you're making somebody's food. Yeah, for sure. You know, 100%. Yeah. I'm here with Krista Hall, and now we have food. Yeah. And it's pretty food. Here we are. It what is, is this food? Very pretty food. And uh, it's nice smelling. For sure. So this is our uh, our one of our flat bl- uh, fl- uh, uh? <laughs> tongue See, when twister. You sit beside me, this yeah. is what happens. There it is. Uh, it's one of our flatbread pizzas. Uh, so this is the bacon pineapple. Oh. Uh, so it has. Uh, spinach, uh, pineapple, and then thick-cut hickory bacon that we get from tenderloin uh, meat and sausage. Okay, we're going to try that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, from you your menu, you, it, you have noodle boxes, yep. burritos, mm-hmm. wraps and pitas, mm-hmm. and then the flatbreads. Yep, and then soups and salads. Soups and salads. And then local local beer. Yeah, so uh, normally non-COVID time, uh, we right now would have uh, Little Brown Jug, uh, we would have Torque, uh, the Torque Blonde, uh, we would have Non-Such Le Molier, and uh, Barnhammer, we usually do uh, like a stout from them, uh, they were, they're usually our dark beer. Very nice. So on that menu, mm-hmm. what would you say is your most popular item? Uh, but hands down, uh, noodle boxes, uh, we're probably most known for our noodle boxes. Um, the coconut, uh, green curry and the sweet peanut saute battle for supremacy across oh, okay. the whole menu. Uh, and there's quite a few of them. Looks like you have at least nine yep. no- different noodle boxes yes. and uh, they're on the menu all the time. All the time. Okay. Yeah. How often do you add and change things on the menu? Uh, so we don't usually take things off unless we, uh, absolutely have to. So. Uh, when we were across the street, we were also uh, really famous for our um, our chicken fingers and okay. for our uh, our beer battered fish and chips. Uh, nice. But when we came into this space, uh, we couldn't do a um, deep fryer. 
Okay. Um, the hood that was here was this leftover from Pita Pit, and it wasn't uh, rated for like heavy grease, and it was about one hundred and fifty thousand to upgrade uh, to do that. So just pull it out of your pocket. Not a big deal. Yeah, I, I, went, I pulled my pockets <laughs> out, and uh, yeah, no, uh, neither. I didn't have that, and the bank wasn't willing to to go extra for the build out. So um, that stuff came off, and that's when the the pizzas came on. So the pizzas are new for this location. Tried it so good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking now. And so, right, so that I can try it. I'll allow that. Okay, okay. So on your website, yeah, your about thing I was reading, and I want to know what this means when it says. A restaurant that appreciates and values its customers' knowledge and creativity by allowing them to play an active role on how the company evolves. What does that mean? Uh, so basically, um, we've we've always been open to listen to suggestions on on certain things. Um, when we when I joined the ownership group, uh, we dabbled in a uh, co-op mm-hmm. um, setting. So then. Uh, more people could have more say in what was going on with with uh, with in, like menu items or with uh, just how everything day to day operation kind of stuff was. Um, with that, we had uh, a regular of ours, um, Rob. Uh, his last name is escaping me right now. I mean, that's not Dan Seglin. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> that would be a family, and I would uh, remember that. Um, he had uh, traveled to Uruguay, uh, and he came back, and he told us about this uh, Chibito. And he said, this is Uruguay's national burger. And so we don't do burgers. We just talked about this. I don't do Burger Week. Um, and basically their their uh, burger is a flank steak instead of like a like a chuck patty right um and then it has uh like a spicy mayo and 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 stuff going on with the with it and, and whatnot so we kind of recreated that and we made it into a burrito uh so we have the chivito burrito um so, so you're telling me that now yeah now you tell me that well i mean the pizza is <laughs> really good the pizza is really awesome good. it is what is what's creamy what is the creamy sauce uh so that's a chipotle ranch that oh we drizzle on top yeah it's good, eh? good yeah i dig yeah. it i really really i like dig it. that yeah. um but yeah so that's uh that's kind of the, the gist of that and and we're, we're just really open on if someone has an idea and, and we can make it happen then we'll do our darndest to to kind of make that thing Go. See, I could admit, I could own a restaurant because someone would go, yeah, Kevin, I, I think you should change that burger to uh, no. <laughs> go next door, get your own stuff, open your own restaurant. <laughs> so the other location doesn't have the same menu. Uh, so it's slightly different. They still have their chicken fingers and, and fish and chips and fries. Uh, but That's they, your brother too, right? Your brother. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't try to one up each other, do you? Uh, no. Um, I'm the older one, so I'm better anyway. So no. um, we know how it goes. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, and they don't have pizza there uh, on the main floor. There, they have a, a clause because Boston Pizza is right beside them, so they can't oh, do okay. they can't do any variation of uh, pizza. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean for everything else though, like the noodles and the um, the burritos and the wraps, everything else is is pretty much the same. A restaurant that is committed to community development and fostering local business partnerships. For sure. Um, so we, uh, when we, we partnered with, um, uh, we are, one of our main, main suppliers is Northern Meats. So they're a local company. We decided to, to go with them because they have, uh, they have roots here. They're not like a Cisco or, or something like that where, you know, it's just like you're another number. Uh, it's more of like you're in a partnership and you, you build a relationship with the company. Right, they know your name, they know who you are. Yeah, 
Um, so uh, that's one. Uh, tender rolling meats, like that would be another relationship, right? We, we built and foster. Uh, we use uh, honey from local bee uh, honey for our honey dill sauce and, and our sauce production. Uh, Spice World is another local Winnipeg company that we deal with for all our all our curries and like all that stuff. We get all all them to mix all for us. And, and yeah, it's it's all about building up and working with the local economy and local community. What about your relationship with the other restaurants around the exchange and other businesses? Yeah, I mean, I have a, uh, I talk to a lot of the owners pretty much every day. Um, like uh, Chris from the King said, Mike from King and Van, um, Aubby, like we all, we all well, talk. Now that you're collaborating with Bijou. Yeah, for sure. And and before that, like, uh, like again, I came from a marketing and an events background, um, like Mike uh, from King and Van and myself, uh, when the hip put on uh, their final tour and they had that live simulcast from Kingston, mm-hmm. um, Mike and I put on the simulcast in the park. Oh, did you really? Yeah. So we had uh, so him and I worked together and we had a thousand people in the park and probably around five hundred uh, just outside and we wow. had a huge LED screen. It was like a live concert, uh, beer garden and stuff like that. And we ended up signing a check for fifteen thousand to give to the Sunnybrook F- Foundation uh, for Gord Downey. That's pretty so, awesome. And then, yeah, so we, we do, you know, uh, we all try to work together. Uh, Mike and myself, all, we, we spearhead a lot of stuff together because we're on the same page with a lot of things. Right, right. right. Um, we've, we were the ones that uh, started the skating rink uh, in the park. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. No, I didn't. Uh, so the last four years, uh, there's actually been a skating rink right in Old right, Square. Right in front of the cube there? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so the first two years, him and I were out there till like, one in the morning, like, actually flooding and, like, and we built the frame and, and did all that, and then the city decided to finally take it over. Because it's awesome. That's that's kind of addictive building a rink. I'm yeah, affected every five minutes and it takes a lot of time. Yeah, so especially when like you have the the bar goers that were like seeing fresh, they think fresh ice, but it's still wet, and uh, then yeah. and then you got footprints in there and stuff. But yeah, so it's a full skating rink. Um, we have curling rings in there as well. So there's a there's a whole initiative with the with the biz. Uh, we run uh, lunchtime skating lessons. Last winter, uh, there was curling matches between different offices. Oh, that'd be uh, fun. That'd we want we wanted to do like a like a ball hockey thing where some we could start a little tournament with like other businesses. So it, it's more of uh, that sense of community. And and to go back to your question, that kind of ties back into a community base that we want to be a part of. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I dig it, man. All right. So, you know, in closing, let's uh, let's tell everybody where you are, where you're located, you know, your social media handles and, and your personal phone number so people can call sure. you. Um, so, yeah, we're 102-211 Bannatine uh, in the heart of the exchange. Our front door pretty much uh, looks out into Old Market Square and the Cube. Uh, we're inside the McKim building, formerly the Crocus building. Um, and... At Bodegos is uh, on Instagram and Twitter. That's Nick Van Seglin. Boom. <laughs> I just wanted to get it right once. Owner of uh, Bodegos here at 102211 Bannatine. This is the main ingredient. I'm Krista Hall. I'm Kevin Bergen. And this is 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.